Hey, are you a high achiever who struggles with perfectionism? Do you get stuck in the cycle of overthinking? Do you do everything for everyone else because you think otherwise it won't get done? Do you feel like you should come with a disclaimer? Hi, I'm anxious. (laughs) Hey, I'm Katie. Full disclosure, I'm not a therapist, doctor, or mental health professional. I'm just a career mama who also struggles with anxiety. For me, anxiety reared its head at the most inconvenient times, when I wanted to be present with my family, at those high-pressure business meetings, when I was laying in bed awake at night worrying instead of sleeping. I just wanted to relax and be able to have fun, and I know that you do too. What if you found tools to manage your anxiety? What if you knew how to enjoy life even though you are anxious? Look, it's time to put down that third cup of coffee and swap it for some lemon water. We're going to get control over anxiety so it can stop controlling you. Let's go, girl. Do you end most days feeling like you haven't done enough? Or do you beat yourself up for how you should have done more? Friend, I think these are rhetorical questions because I know you. As a high achiever, you are constantly looking for ways to do more. Whether it's through time hacking, time blocking, intense focus, or simply skipping sleep to get more done in a day, I know what it's like to feel like you haven't done enough. And today, I want to talk to you about what you can do to help yourself lose this feeling, which is, in my opinion, simply unhelpful. Because as a high achiever, it's rare that you would ever go a day without ever having not done enough or done more than the average person. So if you want to decrease the number of days when you tell yourself you haven't done enough, then this episode is for you. Let's dig in. But before we get into today's episode, friends, I'd like to invite you to join my free Facebook group. I've created the group as a place for you to come together with me and others like us to build community, learn together, and also have some fun. And who couldn't use a little more fun in their life, right? You can find the link to the Facebook group in the show notes for today's episode. I hope to see you there. Friends, the struggle of never feeling like you've done enough is so real and so difficult for us as anxious high achievers. I know because I've spent years feeling that way. I would beat myself up constantly by telling myself I didn't get enough done convincing myself that I didn't deserve to relax or have more fun because I didn't earn it by doing enough, wasting time scrolling to find time hacks to be more efficient or do more in less time, test out ways to measure my output or efficiency only to feel frustrated and be harder on myself. If you're here, I'm guessing you've done most of these things too. But today, friend, I'm going to share with you the top five things and a bonus tip I have used to help me decrease the number of days when I feel like I haven't done enough. So get out your pen and paper and take some notes because you are too precious, too worthy, and too valuable a person to spend one more day feeling like you haven't done enough. Okay, friend? Tool number one, know your values. I want you to spend some time paying attention to your values. I like to go through this exercise once a year as part of a vision boarding process. It's been interesting to see how my values have remained fairly consistent year to year since I started this. Even after having children, my core values remain mostly unchanged from when I started the process. For example, when I look back at the materials from my first vision boarding process about five years ago, autonomy was one of my core values, and it remains a core value for me to this day. And you don't have to wait until the end of the year to do this exercise. At this time that the episode airs, we're entering the fourth quarter of the year, but please do the values exercise now. 
If you don't have time to really dedicate to a full visioning process, spend 10 minutes considering what your values are for this week or even today. For example, if your kids have been sick, maybe one of your values for this week is ease, and you'll focus on what brings you and your family ease this week, knowing that a week of ease will make a week of helping sick kids go more smoothly for you. Or maybe your value for this week is determination because it's the week before you're going on vacation and you're determined to wrap up your work and home projects so you can go enjoy your vacation knowing you took care of what needed to be taken care of at work and at home. Then you can enjoy your vacation without worrying that you have that big half-finished project due the day after you return from vacation or you have an unfolded pile of laundry sitting in your dryer waiting for you when you come back. So take some time for yourself this week and consider your values. Tool number two, know your number one priority. I love this tip so much. Before I had my first child, someone gave me a piece of advice that was to plan to do one thing and only one thing each day. One thing is typically so doable that if you prioritize that one thing and get it done, you will likely feel a sense of accomplishment. So consider for yourself, what is that one priority you have time to accomplish for in a period of time, whether it's a day, a week, or some other time frame? I like to set one key priority for the week and one for each day. Then I can plan and use my time accordingly to get those priorities taken care of. I want to talk a little more about why this is so helpful too, because what does enough mean anyway? Only you get to decide what enough means for yourself. And if you're hard on yourself because you never feel like you have done enough, I'm guessing it's because you either haven't defined enough or your enough is just unrealistically big. So if you decide what your number one priority is for a day, week, quarter, year, etc., then you have something to measure against to know if you've actually done enough for yourself. So for example, let's say your number one priority for today was to create a new draft procedure for a process you're responsible for at work, then it's clear if it's done. And since you decided in advance that was your priority, then you are likely to also feel at the end of the day like completing it was enough. Tool number three, focus time. The scheduling and use of focus time is so crucial for me, and I can't emphasize use of this tool enough. I define focus time as blocks of time set aside to focus specifically on work bigger than task work, like checking messages or replying emails. Focus time is blocks of time set aside to focus on a specific type of work or project, like creating new content for the week. I personally try to schedule two blocks of focus time each workday, and I also like at least one block of focus time on the weekend. I try to make these blocks of time about an hour and a half to two hours long, and I typically like to work on my number one priority during that time, especially if the number one priority is something that will take some time without distractions to complete. I also love that focus time helps me put boundaries on tasks that sometimes take over my entire day, which usually include responding to others, others who stop by, who call, or who email. How many times have you spent your day responding to the needs of others, putting out fires all day long to realize at the end of the day you got nothing done that you wanted to? I've done it plenty of times. Because if I spend my day responding to others this way, then I'm essentially allowing them to decide my priorities and how I'm going to spend my time. When it's up to me 
to set boundaries and decide to focus my priorities and time because only I know what my values are and I can determine my focus and priorities accordingly to align with my values. Planning and using focus time will help you align your actions or work with your values and you're therefore more likely to feel like you've done enough at the end of the day. Tool number four, pre-plan five and 10 minute activities. Pre-planning five and 10 minute activities is something I learned from my coach, Nicole McLaren Campbell, a link where you can connect with Nicole in the show notes. Planning five and 10 minute activities may sound silly, but I'll tell you what, when I had my kids, especially after number two arrived, this has helped me to take advantage of time and feel like I'm getting more done than any other thing that I do. I'll tell you how I plan five and 10 minute activities and you can adapt it for yourself. So each week, I spend time planning the upcoming week. This includes setting my number one priority for the week and each day and scheduling focus time blocks. Then, based on my priorities, I'll write down a list of tasks or activities that will take me about five or ten minutes or less to complete. I'll put those tasks in my task app on my phone, and then whenever I have five or ten minutes to do something, I'll pull out the list of tasks and take care of one or more of them. Friends, you know, especially if you have kids, your time can be so broken up and unpredictable that if you aren't prepared, if you unexpectedly have a few minutes of time, you may waste it trying to figure out what to do or scrolling Instagram. We've all done this, am I right? And doing things like this will most likely lead you to feeling like you haven't done enough, which is what we're trying to eliminate. So save yourself some frustration and time and pre-plan a list of tasks that will take you five to 10 minutes and then have them ready wherever you are. So if you have a few minutes of time, you can take advantage of them. Now, tool number five is setting boundaries around the end of the workday and the end of day. I wasn't very good at setting boundaries until I became a parent and I can't say that I'm great at it, but I'm better. And a lot of the drive for this was a desire to spend quality time with my kids and be a present parent. Two of the boundaries I've set for myself that have been so helpful to me in lessening the days where I feel like I didn't do enough include being firm with the end of my work time and firm with the end of the day time for me. I strive to be done with my work, whether it's my day job or my business, at the time that I've determined I'd be done in advance. And only on rare occasions will I surpass those boundaries because sometimes we do need to work later or work longer to take care of our responsibilities, but otherwise your work will expand to fill the time you allow yourself. So just plan in advance to allow yourself only a certain amount of time and then be done. Then go home, close down your laptop, shut off your phone, whatever it takes, stick to the end of your work time boundary. When it comes to the end of the day boundary for me, this corresponds with bedtime. I've been a pretty routine with my bedtime for years well before I had kids. Sleep is a huge priority for me because it impacts everything else in life. So I stick to my end of daytime by going to bed and typically reading for 15 to 20 minutes and then it's lights out for me. I know so many women who will stay up late to finish laundry, work after their kids go to bed, or stay up and watch binge TV you know, binge watch TV, only to feel exhausted from a lack of sleep. Please don't do this to yourself. I encourage you to set and keep an end of day boundary for yourself because if you do, then you can truly measure if you've done enough that day rather than staying up late trying to get more done. And you'll set yourself up for a good sleep rather so that you'll be able to better do those things I suggested already and really set yourself 
up to get to a place where you don't feel like your days end with you feeling like you've not done enough. And I have a bonus tip for you too. Don't should yourself. If at the end of the day you feel like you haven't done enough, please don't should yourself. For more on not shooting yourself, go back and listen to episode number nine. Don't tell yourself you should have done this or that. It's okay to debrief with yourself to consider whether you could do better or different next time, but don't beat yourself up by shooting yourself, okay? So friends, I challenge you to use these five tools and the bonus tip to help yourself decrease the number of days when you feel like you haven't done enough. Then come over to the Facebook group and share with us if it helped you. Friends, before we part today, I'd like to read a podcast review left by one of my listeners at Simple by Emmy. At Simple by Emmy says, in her very first episode, Katie gave me the permission slip to recognize that I am a high achieving woman and that recognizing that can help me move forward with the things that cause me anxiety and worry. I've only been clinically diagnosed with postpartum anxiety, but I appreciate Katie's perspective to help me understand my stress triggers, take action despite discomfort, and to become a healthier and happier person overall. Can't wait to learn more from her. At Simple by Emmy, your words warm my heart. I am so grateful to you for being here and for sharing this feedback with me. I'm so glad to hear that the podcast has helped you understand your stress triggers take action despite discomfort, and most importantly, to become a healthier and happier person overall. This is why I'm here at Simple by Emmy, and I'm so glad that you're here too, friend. Thank you so much. Friends, I'd really appreciate if you would also go rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. I truly appreciate your feedback because it helps me create shows that help you. That's all for today, friends. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you next week. Hey, friend. Thanks for being here. Did today's episode help you feel more in control of your anxiety? Did it inspire you to rest or relax? Or maybe it challenged you to really look at why anxiety is a part of your life. If so, I'd love to hear from you. If you would take 30 seconds, pause this episode, scroll down in Apple Podcasts, and leave me a review, I would be so grateful. See you next week. Disclaimer, I am not a medical professional and this podcast is not providing therapy or medical treatment contents of the podcast are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your healthcare provider with your health questions and concerns.